Mate, it's a pleasure to have you on. Matthew Waterson, everybody. Thank you for taking the time, brother. It's been um, a long time coming. I've been a fan of your work for for many years. How have you been, mate? How's your year so far been? So far, so good. We're not that far into it, so there hasn't been too much opportunity for it to go up or down. But yeah, no. So far, it's uh, it's it's been pretty good. The last uh, the last little bit's been has actually been 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 treating us pretty well. So I have no major complaint. complaints. Yeah. yeah, I want to know, mate, because I heard in another interview that you it took you fifteen years to be able to support yourself as an as an actor. How do you stay motivated through those fifteen years to continue pursuing? That career because you you knew you had a talent, and you well, you hope you have a talent. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right? So do, you, do you question yourself during those fifteen yeah, years? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean yes and no. Uh, one somebody who was was really helpful to me when I was first starting out, like my my summer job when I was at university um, was actually working on on a uh, on a. Uh, a telethon called the, the 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 muscular dystrophy association telethon which went for like 50 years that jerry lewis hosted yeah and it was a labor day telethon and the um talent sort of booker manager talent uh, person person for that was a guy who had been he was like third generation hollywood his grandfather you find mentioned in books as like the number one vaudeville act and friends with billy the kid kind of wow. thing like yeah. and he had started as an actor and then he'd gone into to sort of talent management and he'd, he'd been the head of talent for a couple of TV networks and things like that. And he, he had an interesting take on it because he would do, he went to, to various places and did, you know, seminars and teachers and teaching and things like that. Yeah. And I remember he had a thing where there was a, a some theater or, or performing arts camp summer thing that uh, there was, you know, n- for sort of high school kids or college kids, kids who are sort of starting to get to the point where if you're still doing this, you might be thinking about it. And he, he had a like a really tough love approach where he's like, I would go in and do this thing for the week with these kids. And then at the end of it, we would have like the professional conversation part of it. And I would sort of say to them, look, how many of you raise your hands? Are you planning on doing this for a living? And he said, inevitably, a whole bunch of them would, would sort of go up. Yeah. He said, great. Here's what you need to know. None of us want you. We have enough. There are enough. Yeah, real tough you. love. Yeah, like, show business doesn't want you. Um, if there is anything else you can do, you should do that because nobody wants you. Damn. And you would, he's like, I would see their faces like drop because they would feel like, what is he joking? Is he uh, like Us reality? Yeah. Betrayal. Um, but he sort of said it, he was like inevitably there were a couple every year like that a few months later i would get a phone call from them saying yeah 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 i, uh, I remember what you said i don't care i'm coming to town uh can i meet with you and he would be like yeah and he said because the ones who were determined were gonna listen to that and go yeah that doesn't that you don't mean me you meant the others not me i'm good um and the funny thing was because he sort of told me that story, I was like, oh, part of it is just sticking around. Like you have to be able to do the job, but part of it is just going, I'm going to stay here. And eventually, you know, whether you come in knowing the right people or knowing anybody or knowing nobody, if you stick around long enough, 
you're going to eventually know people. You're going to know the people who are hiring. Either friends of yours are going to start moving up as writers, as directors, as producers, as something or other, or in casting, they're going to get into it and, and they'll go, oh, well, nobody really thinks of Steve or Mary in these ways, but I've seen them and they can do this because they're friends of mine. They can actually do this. I'll get, I'll call them in. So it's a weird mix of, of deciding to have faith in what you think you can do and also just having the tenacity to stick it out because it's a very 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 small number of people that that arrive and hit you know immediately and most of the time those stories if you really pick them apart they're like no i mean i was working and doing stuff towards it for a long time a lot of like you'll find people who became successful were actually able to earn a living at 20 who started at seven you know, and like, well, it seems yeah. like they became famous really young, but they'd still been doing it for over a decade. So it, it's not that common for someone to sort of arrive and hit immediately. You've got to figure it's going to take you time. I mean, I, I had another acting teacher at one point who said, like, if someone stays with me for 10 years, they will uh, they will work. He said, whether they're great or possible, he's like, first of all, if they're studying for 10 years, they'll eventually be possible. But secondly, if they stick around for that long, Eventually, they're going to have been around long enough that if nothing else, someone's going to go, ah, oh, hell, give them a shot. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the sort of 15 years that it, it was from getting out of university and getting out of drama school to actually being able to completely support myself um, as an actor was a lot of it going, yeah, it's going to take a while. There's a chance that something will suddenly happen and I'll get a good paycheck. But more likely, this is going to have to just be a, a long slog. And where I actually am in terms of, you know, being solely voiceover and doing that was not a plan or a, or a thought that I had of like, that's where I'm going to go. It was more a case of, I like what I'm doing. I'm going to take any job that comes that makes sense that I can do that seems like it might be fun. And voiceover was one that presented itself. And I said, great, let me start doing this. And a, I found that I love doing it. And B, it's one that, oh, if you, you, you can sort of be a, you can be a, a, a working actor in it it's it's not a thing that's gonna you know make you a movie star or, or starring in a, a tv show that makes you 20 million dollars a year it's never going to be that but you also get to do stuff that you would never get to do if it's on camera because you look the way you look and mm. bit of a trade-off it is yeah. yeah so like you can you know you can make a living and you can you know support your, your a family and have kids and stuff and have a, a sort of like a, a normal life but you get a lot more flexibility in what you can do. Yeah. And how does it how is it balancing with your wife who's also in the business similar to you? I've never really seen that dichotomy before where both working actors with three kids must be tough. It yes and no. But also, like, you know, super fun as well. Yeah, it's the, the the I think there's always the thing of like, well, for a lot of people who are who who have jobs like ours, whether it is in the arts or in anything else, but anything where you're sort of freelance and so you don't know week to week, month to month, like your income is inconsistent. There's always the idea of like, well, maybe if one person has a consistent income, like that's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Your life. yeah. And then, and we don't have that. No. The funny thing though is that you know we're both kind of at a position where who makes what any year kind of varies, but overall since we've sort of been together and since we've been married and, and since it's been a thing to actually pay attention to, 
we've cut like over a year it's kind of consistent at this point like we're both at a position where we we don't know exactly what we're going to make or where it's going to come from or when it's going to come in but where at the end of the year when you sort of sum up and look at the last year you're like oh we're always kind of in a similar ballpark mm. and you hope that you know over time that goes up but we're like okay it's enough that we're like okay we kind of know roughly where we are and then you just have to you know cross your fingers and go well now you have kids i hope we don't suddenly have a year where our income halves you know mm. we we got really lucky with the pandemic because we were in the one part of the industry that not only didn't slow down but kind of picked up Ramped because up. a lot of studios and production companies went the only thing that we can still do is stuff that people can kind of work from home. And that means, you know, animated content, that's video games, that's things like that. Because if it's something where the majority of people are sitting at a computer, either programming it, doing the art, you know, recording it, things like that, we could do that from home. So, you know, the, there was a show that I, I, I booked and we did the table read at the studio at, in the middle of January. And that was literally the last time, and we were supposed to record that as a cast. That was the last time any of us saw each other in person for like two and a half years. We did the first two or three seasons. We did, we did the whole thing actually, but we did, you know, all of it from our own studios at home where people were doing it from, you know, their closets and things. And, and the whole thing was done from home. And the first few episodes we did on Zoom and kind of recorded it as a group. And then, you know, once we kind of got a feel from each other, then it went back to individual sessions and we did an entire show and a lot of people did entire shows and things from home. So we were really lucky that we were able to just pivot and we didn't get hit the way that a lot of people, you know, I had a lot of friends. I still have a lot of friends who work in theater in, in New York and things like that. Theater, and yeah. Theater took out. a hit, didn't it? Yeah. It was done. Yeah. yeah. You know, for, for a year and a half. Yeah, I've tried to support as many theatre shows as I can ever since we've been back up and running. But when in that pandemic era, is that when you booked the role in, in Hogwarts Legacy? Is that when that came through? Because I know... You know what? You know what's funny? I, I was like in one of my last sessions for that, um, I said, you know, yeah, we've been working on this for a long time. And, and one of, I think one of the producers or one of the directors went, you were actually the, I th the, he said to me, I think you were the first person we recorded for this game. Wow, that's cool. When we were doing like a vertical slice, like, which is, which is what like they do in gaming where they, they do like a, a collection of less uh, of, of. To show uh, it levels, off. Just yeah. to, to show it off and to show proof of concept kind of thing. And I, I think this, I think I'm correct. It was the, the person said that they thought they were, they were pretty sure they were right, but they weren't a hundred percent. So if yeah. I wasn't the first person recorded on it, I was right at the beginning. So wow. I actually that would have been years been, ago. It's years ago. I think off the top of my head, I want to say it was four or five years ago. Definitely, yeah. Because originally the whole thing was going to be well, and it was that the but all the cast were going to be doing performance capture, and then we'd sort of started doing stuff, and then the pandemic hit. So they went, well, we're going to record vocals and for some of the stuff, and then we're, we're we think you know in a little while we'll be able to come back to. To, to doing the capture yeah and then when it couldn't what they had to do was go okay we're gonna get a group of like good performance capture people um test them put them in a hotel for two weeks and then they're gonna be like a closed community and we're just gonna shoot all the capture all the physical capture with the same group of people so that we can shoot it all and get it done and then we'll go to the cast and have them then do the face you know to match everything and stuff like that which you know is a whole different way of doing it and is and is a results in it slightly differently because then you're you're coming to go okay well how did the person move how is their face moving 
I need to kind of match that. That's not typical, but, is it, for gaming? It's usually it's you not, do the motion capture yeah. and the voice, or you just do the voice and there's no yeah, lip syncing. Yeah. It's only usually if you're, if, if like something goes wrong and you're brought in to kind of like cut, try and, and yeah. adjust or fix or change something, usually it's, it's not the way. So it was an interesting exercise because like a lot of the stuff that I did, there was capture of. And so I had to match what the actor was doing, but the actor was doing it and, and the people they had were good actors. It's just, it wasn't necessarily the same cadence, the same timing, et cetera, et cetera. That so you didn't I, do any motion capture yourself. You were doing that process. I did one section of motion capture sort of towards the end. Okay. Um, For what character? So there's a and I th it, there's a flashback in it to where you sort of see, and I think it comes out of uh, one of the pensive uh, pensive things, where you see like, I don't know, 60, 70 years before the game takes place, oh, uh, yeah, a yeah, student yeah. who had the, and there's like four professors, and one of them is one of the Rookwoods. It's, it's like... Charles, I think it's Charles Rookwood. So I'm Charles Rookwood in that flashback. Um, That's so that bizarre one, that you just, that yeah. one, it's just so convoluted the way it's been well, done. And, and that was one which was shot pretty late in the thing. So by the time they got to that, they went, oh, we're going to have, you know, you do that. So that was one where, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I, I went in and did the performance capture for that as well. Yeah. But the 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 other stuff like the the for like uh Aesop Sharp, that was somebody else who did all of that, uh, you know, all of the physical stuff because that all had to be done way, way before. So that was one where then I had to go, okay, and take the performance capture and say that the character that I had created that I was cast for, that I'd already done some some vocal stuff for, I now had to make it work with the performance capture and the and the timing and the lip flap movement and everything that had been captured in the performance capture. Were you hearing that person's voice as well? Uh, I heard the I, I when we would watch it, I would hear what they did. Yeah, so I kind of had a timing thing because it it starts to get really close to like ADR or looping where you're having to match the timing and the cadence yeah, and, and get tough. it close and like they can they can open and close it a little bit. But fortunately, that's something that I'd done, so I kind of was able to to, to come in and and know where what it was i had to do and had some experience with it so it didn't you know freak me out too much having to do it was just the case of going okay i know what i had done for this character how do i now adjust what might have been the cadence that i would have chosen for him for this line to match what the face of the actor doing the performance capture did because i can't say well but i think it would sound better like this so fix that like that's it's just not how it works. I have to figure out how to make his, like Aesop Sharp's delivery match those lips and still make it sound like him and sound consistent with the kind of way that he spoke. It's it's incredible because I would have never known that, the way that they've done it and and your performance. It's I don't think anyone would have known that that, that was the behind the scenes. So kudos to you. I, <laughs> I, I want to know also who did the Ranrock, motion capture and how does that work because he's obviously not a big guy and no, you know what's funny yeah i think if memory serves i think it was the same actor who did the pcap for both sharp and ranrock <laughs> really i, I wow. think so i only you know i saw a very limited amount i saw just the little bits that i did but yeah. i think they only uh, my guess is they probably had i don't know maybe six maybe eight uh pcap actors that they they put together because they were having to 
test them, put them up in a hotel and keep them sort of quarantined together so that everybody was safe. So they didn't have a ton of people. So everybody was playing a bunch of, of roles. And I, I think if my memory is correct, it was a little while ago. Now, I think that it was the same guy who was doing Sharp and doing Ryan Rock. Wow. So at least <laughs> I was like, well, I kind of know how I, I know it. I, I know how his face. I know the movement of his face. I know how his voice works. I kind of know how that how that is. So I, I was like, OK, so it's a similar thing. And, and he was like he was a good actor. So he was acting the roles. Yeah. And so his deliveries were different in them, which helped as well. Wow. And how how does something like that happen? Because all of your characters seem to have a bit of dialogue. Like it's not just a, a small role, I wouldn't say. Like there is some meaty stuff there. And you're doing multiple characters. Are you booked for multiple characters? Or are you are you coming in and auditioning for one character and then they say, well, we know you can do this and this and this. Why don't you come on and do these characters as well? How did that work? Yeah, it's more that last one. So, yeah. uh, and I don't even really remember the audition now, but I, I know that I auditioned for Aesop Sharp, I think. Yeah. I said, no, I think. I'm pretty sure I auditioned for Aesop Sharp. Um, and the, the you know, it, it was being done by Warner Brothers and I worked with them a decent amount. So the, the, the people doing the, the casting there and things like that know me and, and sort of know have seen me do a bunch of different things for various other games and projects there. So <clears throat> I had been doing sharp for a while and then I was booked for a session and came in and they just said, Oh, you're also doing this one. And, and said, uh, and it was the, the Ryan rock lines. I said, great. What do we got? And they sort of said, well, he's the main villain. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he's the bad guy. I was like, Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I said, tell me kind of what we're looking at. And they said, well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's this and that we're in terms of the voice, like, what are you looking at for age? We're looking at for dialect and all that kind of thing. And, and one of the things that I know they were really careful on was that they wanted to make sure that, uh, for different dialects and things, people were at least from the country. So they weren't having people, you know, do English accents or Scottish accents or whatever it would be that weren't those. So I think I think pretty pretty much every English voiceover actor in Los Angeles ended up in the game in some way, shape, or form. Um, <laughs> I've noticed which is, that, <laughs> which yeah. is cool, which is great, which is cool, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one where that was one where yeah, I, I didn't audition for that. They I just showed up for what I thought was a, uh, and I think I might even have been doing some Aesop Sharp stuff. And they said, oh, we're also going to have you do some of this. And I went, okay. And I so I I I never saw a breakdown for Ranrock. I never saw a description for him or anything like that until. You know, they said, "Okay, here are the the pages, and you're you're going to do this now." And of course, a game of that size and and with you know that kind of content, you don't get pages and things the day before. Like you go in, and and the stuff is there for you to read through, and you have all the time you need, and you have to talk about you get to talk about it and all that kind of stuff. But they're very very careful not to be sending IP out where it oh, of course yeah. get lost or misplaced. So like you come in and you see the scenes that you're going to read. And you get to talk about it a little bit, and that's kind of all you know. And so, especially as like for Ranrock or for Rookwood, um, those were things that they called and cast me in, and I hadn't seen a breakdown or anything for them even before I came in. So it was more a case of coming in and then talking to the whoever was voice directing that session, and them saying, "This is what we are. This is what we've got. This is where the person fits into the world, and <clears throat> this is what we're thinking for you know vocal placement and dialect and all that kind of stuff." Let's see what you do. Do something and we'll go from there. And so how do you come up with the voice of, of Sharp and, and Ranrock in particular? Because they're very distinctive 
and unique voices, the both of you. You wouldn't pick that it's the same person. I mean. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Sharp, well, the fun, the, like Sharp was a fun one because Sharp, I think I, I had seen some sort of a breakdown for him. I'm like, oh, okay. I had, you know, I, I went to boarding school. I had teachers like this. Yeah. Like I, 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 this is sort of a, an amalgamation of a couple of teachers that I had. And so you're channeling well, them a little bit with the character. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, how did that one used to, to talk to me? How did that one used to talk to other people? Or, you know, how did the other one used to respond when they were annoyed, when they were pretending to be annoyed, when they were actually pleased, but didn't want us to know they were pleased. So they kind of yelled at us instead, you know, and, and sort of channeling all of that and then going, well, you know, most of the, the, the teachers had gone to Oxford or Cambridge or one of these things. And so they all had a kind of a similar sound, voice sound to them. And obviously the professors at Hogwarts went, didn't go to Oxford or Cambridge, but they went to Hogwarts, which is the wizarding equivalent of it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to kind of build the, I, I, it, there's less, oh, I'm going to build all these things together and more going like, oh yeah, all of a sudden going, yeah, it's, it's this. I kind of got an idea for it and do it. And then, uh, you know, get the feedback from it from there with Ranrock. It was more, well, he's, you know, he's supposed to be somewhat intimidating. He is tougher. He is rougher. He is, you know, had to sort of claw and fight his way up. And so he's physically small, but he shouldn't sound like he is small or retiring or in any way, you know, but we're not trying to do a thing here where he's, he seems, harmless but is actually dangerous like no no no. this is somebody who should be intimidating yeah because you don't see him that much it's it's kind of like the 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 person who is there in the background who is really concerning because you're like no that person seems terrifying and they're trying to do something that you know uh, I, I i don't want them to do so that was more you know they had said we want a little bit rougher maybe a little bit more of a, of a working class kind of uh dialect for that and again, that was one where I kind of went, oh, this is a voice that I have that I like, that I think will work for this. So let's try this one and see whether it, it sort of works for you. And when I did, they liked it. Uh, can you give us a sample? Because I, I still don't believe it's you. I mean, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to just shut me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. So, <laughs> yeah, so... The thing about Ranrock as well is that he's got like they've got the the teeth, which means it sort of it impinges on the on the speech a little bit. So he's a little it's a little more of a of a you know of a London accent. It's a little more sort of working class London, but then also sounds like he's got something in his mouth. And fortunately, he doesn't yell that much. So most of the time, he's used to just sort of talking to people, and they know to shut up and listen to him. <laughs> That's so um, that's pretty. And then he sort of yells, and and but he gets annoyed. But yeah, for the, the uh, nice thing was for the most part, he's he's got kind of those cool scenes for 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 an antagonist where he sort of appears, and then everyone goes, uh, and he just sort of can quietly go, you know, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And everyone goes, <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't do that kind of thing. Because um, yeah. there's that one line that's just it's, it's so good. It's like something like. Um, if I were you, I would choose your next words very Oh, carefully. I love that line. That so was my favorite like too. It's yeah. a really good line for like, to this <laughs> poor like, banker who's just there being like, you're not supposed to be here. And it's like, fuck off. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that delivery on that a, one, that was beautiful. It's a good line. Yeah, yeah. very intimidating. Have you played um, the game yet? Have you? Are you much of a gamer yourself? No. You know what's funny? We, uh, I, I was a gamer when I was a kid. 
And then I, I had got out of the habit of it. And then a few years ago, uh, one day my wife and I were like, we need to get a console because a lot of the time we would get copies of games and then we would go in for another job and they would go, oh, did you play the game, the last game that we did? And we go, no. And they say, oh, didn't we give you a copy? And we went, yes. We don't, and they'd be like, oh, did, do you need the other one? Do you need an Xbox? We're like, no, we don't have anything. We're waiting so, for our kids to be a bit older. <laughs> well, so so like we got a, a, like uh, five years ago, we like I was like, okay, we're going to do this. So we got a PS4 and we're like, great, we can play these games. The problem is that both my wife and I are terrible at playing games like <laughs> awful at it to, to the point where like a couple of people have said you should start a twitch stream of the two of you playing your games because you're so bad <laughs> it's that people will probably be really entertained watching you just yeah. die and get frustrated um yeah. so one day when we have time we might do that but so we we, we do have a we have a, a, a ps4 i have not upgraded yet but um i at the moment i have a backlog of like six games that are that ones that we've worked on yeah, yeah. That we're in, and i haven't played there's because i've got like i've got uh doom eternal would be one maybe no doom eternal is one yeah, yeah. i've played that um the, uh, one of the call of duties i remember one of the ones uh from a year or two ago is on there yeah uh, horizon forbidden west is on there yeah um, great game the uh last of us part two is on there i'm like there's these great games that we just haven't got to yet. I'm like, we'll get to them eventually. I don't know when. Uh, yeah. But one day, um, that's the thing. Like, it, by the time we get to them, they'll like, be about fifty. Uh, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll be fifty. I'm like, there's there's so many of them there. I'm just like, I'm just too tired. I can't go through all of these. Um, that's why YouTube's like, your best friend. You know. It really is. Like at one point when when we was talking to somebody at at Warner Brothers about this game, she she just went, you know, the easiest thing to do. 24 hours after this game comes out, you'll be able to watch the entire narrative on YouTube. She's like, <laughs> I can check anything then. I went, yeah, that's kind of what I end up doing with, with most of them. So Yeah, uh, I did yeah. a video for all Ran Rock scenes, but I, I forgot one, obviously. I, I, I let one slip through. But I also did Sharp as well recently. So if you want to see oh, that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll, but, I'll, I'll um... utilize that. <laughs> <laughs> also, you yeah, did. Well, uh, the other thing is. It's, yeah. it's PS, like I said, like it's only out on PS5, I think, right now, and I we still have a four, so even if I, I, I don't have... Yeah, it comes out on PS4 in April, I think, yeah. A couple of months or so, yeah. So you did those two characters. You also did Charles Rockwood. Yes. How, how was he yeah. getting into he that was good. That was, that's that was that even was... more different. Yeah, and that was one where it was, I was, because, I, I, you know, I, I had known enough at that point that I went, wait, the Rookwood in the present day is a bad guy, right? So, or is, is, you know, an antagonist, is this the same? Like, no, 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 this is, <laughs> this is an, this is like his great grandfather or something or great uncle or whatever it is, but he's not, he's one of these, you know, four uh, professors who is, you know, trying to help mm. and whether what they do is helpful or not is kind of up for discussion, but they mean well kind of things. So I was like, okay. Um, and then a lot of that was going, okay, well, you know, age background type a little bit. And then also just looking at like, cause that was one, that was one that we did the PCAP for. So I was on stage with, you know, the, the other actors who were doing it and going, great. Well, how do we all sound? Where do we kind of like, what are you doing? Oh, okay. That's just, and then being like, okay, well, based on your thing, how are we going to do it to kind of make a little bit of difference? Have you, had you done motion capture before then? Yes. Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm really lucky. The very first game I ever did was a, was like a, a performance capture game, which ended up being like 18 months of performance capture. I was supposed to have like five or eight days of it. What was that? Um, that was uh, The Order 1886. Oh, what a uh, game. I wanted to. Yeah, it was a beautiful game. game. Man, I, I have a soft spot for that game. I really I, it do. Was, it's a beautiful Such a cool game. game. Yeah. Um, and, and like, it, it was, it was the best first experience into to sort of gaming that you could have because I was yeah. still living in New York and I, and I got a call from, um, from agent Heather being like, there's this game in California and they're having trouble casting this role, but they are, they're only willing, they're only looking local. Do you want to put yourself on tape for it? And if you get it, you will have to be responsible for flying yourself out. And I went, yeah, okay, sure. So I did it, and then she called me back and said, so now they want to see you, so you got to fly out to come and see it. And I went, great, okay. Uh, so went out and did it and, you know, did the callback. And, and it was one where it was one of those ones where I did the callback and, and in talking with Rue, who was the game director and, and ran the, the company that was making it, I, yeah. I talking with him at the audition, I, I came away from it and kind of went, I think there's a really good chance I've got this. Um, just because... The feeling? Because or- of the world. The feeling and also like the world that they had created, um, which was like this alternative Victorian universe, like such a cool world, yeah. It was it was amazing. And like a big part of it was their version of of like the British East India Company. And yeah. my boarding school in England was set up by the East India Company to like educate their employees, oh, wow. kids and governors. Yeah. So my school has a lot of problematic history, but it kind of was the exact right background and, and like it came up and so Rue was sort of like, you actually have about as close to the actual background for this character that I'm probably going to find. <laughs> we cannot, I was like, we can't not hire yeah. you at this yeah. point. <laughs> um, and that game, that one was a blast because it was, it was all performance capture. It was at a big stage that Sony has down near San Diego. And for the most part with that one, they had said like, we want actors who are not, really well known in gaming we want kind of new faces and so you know they had some people who were working in and on camera and stuff like that but the majority of us were they and then they kind of were smart enough to go a good place for that is going to theater specifically people who'd worked like in theater and the round because that's really pretty similar to, to doing performance capture mm. and it was it was just a blast like it was a lot of fun to do and and we were getting to to do all of this new stuff and we were getting to play with all this new stuff and they were really excited because it was their first big game that they were doing and so they were kind of going all out and wanting to kind of create it as well as possible and they'd hired the guy who won the emmy for writing the the um john adams miniseries for hbo he wrote the script i remember sitting at lunch at one point and chatting with him and he said yeah i kind of when i first got a phone call about doing this i went i i, I write historical biographies for like hbo why why what do you mean it's a it's like a vampire werewolf video game <laughs> he said and then my my agents yeah. were like just talk to the guy he said so i went and talked to to the game developer and, and he said and then i went oh no i'm doing this this sounds amazing i wish um, it i wish it got a sequel man i yeah they uh... they were they they were their their hope at the whole time we were doing it they were like this is we're doing this to begin like a franchise there's going to be and and of course the whole time I'm like, well I it's been out for a long time, I'm like, well I die at the end, so you know <laughs> You so play much. uh Alistair, right? Alistair, yeah. yeah. So I'm 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 kinda of like the surprise the, the surprise main bad guy. I die in most games. I'm I'm getting that. Yeah. You you really have screwed yourself. Apparently a people bit. meet me and they're like, you know what's gonna sell this game? The chance to kill you. Like people uh. are just gonna be like, I'll give you eighty bucks to kill this. <laughs> um 
But uh, there was like Rue, like uh, you know, Rue was like, no, 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 we're, it moves here. This our plan is for it to like stories to kind of move here and here and here. And he's and, and I said, well, I'm dead. He goes, yeah, but it's a game. I can bring you back in as anything else. I was like, well, okay then. That sounds great. But yeah, the 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 hope. I know the whole time the hope was to 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 start off a franchise with that. And oh, I could I, ask you so many questions pity. about that game because I it was, it, yeah, it was an interesting one because I think where it fell flat full fell flat was the length i feel like it was it yeah. was just too short would mm -hmm. you agree or where, where do you think it's it's funny like it when we were making it it felt long because we shot everything um and it felt much more like making a film than mm. than making a game at the time i think for the tiny amount that my ignorant ass knows I think one of the places was that it was one of the situations where they were trying to do so much because they they also like they were building their own engine and they oh, were yeah. making you know the the graphics were just the whole you know one of the things was that Sony had was like yeah make this game because they were like we want this game to be the thing that makes people go here's my money for a PS4 because and it I, was I it looked amazing it was beautiful yeah it still looks um, that that good yeah now it's staggering. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that one of the things was that, you know, that, but because they were, the, they, they weren't using an existing engine that they were just sort of tweaking, they were building their own. So that meant that there was all of the, the development for that. And then all of the story stuff and then all of the graphics and everything else that it meant that, you know, I, I, the, I, I really think that their, their idea was like, we need to get all this stuff up and running. And then when we get to the next one, and the next one, now we can, now we have the basic engine, we have the basic graphics, we have the basic characters, we have the basic story. Now we can start to expand it out and add, you know, fine tune it and add stuff. And then we, now we're not doing the development on building an engine. So now we can add more story and more options and things like that. I, 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 I know that yeah. their plan there, they had magnificent plans for the property um you never I know wish. they might bring it back one day sony still own it i know ready at yeah. dawn that was a company right that worked ready at dawn yeah i don't know what they're doing now i feel like they got bored out or something but sony I think own they're doing yeah, sony i think or, they're doing um uh what's it called uh the vr stuff yeah vr stuff now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which look a vr version of that game would be awesome too <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm curious out of all of all the characters you've done over the years in gaming, what's one that you would like to get more time with, I guess, or flesh out more? Oh, that's interesting. No, shit, I've, I've done yeah. a lot. <laughs> no, I've got no, to think. Wait, what? What are the ones that I've done? And this then is quick. Is it? Is, is there the ones that are like okay? What are the ones? And this. The, what are the ones I've done? And then what are the ones that are part of franchises that? Ha might be having something come back that I am, or I'm not allowed to say anything about yeah, as well. I know, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't want to bollock something up by saying something I shouldn't. I mean, it's funny. Like I got to do, you know, uh, the, 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 the Conan exiles game and, and do Conan, Conan the Barbarian, yeah. uh, which was really fun. I know that, that, that it was, you know, that, that game that there was sort of like a strategy, strategy world building game. Like mm. it'd be really fun to, to do a Conan in like, a first person. Oh man! You know, you've just stole it yeah, right out of my brain. Yeah, I agree. Like, it'd be really fun to do. Like, to get you know, get, getting a call of like, yeah, we're gonna do a full uh, performance capture first person or you know third person whatever it is version of 
uh, Conan. So we need to get you into training with a broadsword and a mace <laughs> and an axe. Because you play uh, Conan, was, right? Yeah, I'm Conan. Yeah, shit. Oh, and that was That's one of the cool. things. Like when we were doing it, I was sort of saying to them, "I'm like, I'm like six five. Like I can do this. Like you don't need to resize him or anything. I'm like, I'm the right size for this. If you want to do one, I'm game." <laughs> um so that like that'd be brilliant that and that's that's one where it's just like it'd, it'd just be really fun like it's it's it, it's a it's a great property he's a fun character to play even in you know the, the the smaller amounts that that he shows up in that sort of game it's really fun just because there's something about the really sort of direct blunt sometimes unintentionally comedic yeah it's, it's yeah, yeah like i drax yeah it, but but he's did a you mean more... that was that was that on the script or did you add that or how did that no 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 there's there's it, it's there's there is definitely some like you know there, there's some humor in there both intentional on conan's and and sort of unintentional where where other characters just like really that's that's <laughs> yeah that's all you that's all you got or that's that's your response okay um <laughs> yeah but yeah, Conan would be one. Conan would be one where it would be really fun to do, like a full. Okay, so my other question is: out of your catalog, what was the most difficult for you? What was the most challenging role that you took on in the gaming world, and why? You know, one of the other ones that was is was really fun, and I still get to do it, which is great. It's what it's why I I. I didn't list this one in on the previous question because I'm like this is kind of in an ongoing one is is uh um Orn in League of Legends. Um yeah. so is that and, a champ I don't play much league, but is he a champion, a main champion in the game? Or is he a character? Think, what Yeah, I mean you he's playable. He's a playable he's playable, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um and one of the things that's re like uh and you know it's 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 League of Legends, so like the, the characters sort of come and go and that they get skins and they get this is so this this and there's new versions like they're they're right are doing so many things with that property. It's amazing. And so like there's always like calls for like, well, we're doing this little thing. We're doing that little thing. So that's why I say like we st I still get to do stuff with him. You know, oh, sometimes. that's sick. Yeah, they're actually going to um, expand on League of Legends into shooters and all sorts of genres. So that could mean. Yeah, they could do all you. sorts of things. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they could do anything, and like, and that was one of the ones like hit hit that character when, when I when I first sort of got the breakdown and did it, I went, well, this is just fun, and then went in to sort of meet with them, and and we did like a, a little uh, trial bit of it and playing with it, and then but then when we came in the sessions to actually do it, were a lot of fun, but it's it's actually being that sort of that deadpan. <laughs> but also it's it's a it's sort of a weird thing because it's not like doing it in live action or in animation where you can kind of just go and, and do it it's like you have to make sure that it still successfully conveys the information that the character needs to convey in a game like league of legends so you're not having like direct conversations you know it's just this you're looking down at the things and this stuff happens so the lines have to be done in a way which it punches through any of the sound effects or any of the, the battling that's happening. You have to get what you're trying to do in terms of like the tone, especially that character, the comedy, because he's so dry and almost everything he says is really funny. Not to him, but to everyone else yeah, is really yeah. funny. 
And so trying to do that and get get those sorts of things like we we had to spend a lot of time playing with the lines to kind of tweak them to get them right to the right place. And it wasn't difficult as in like it was physically hard or I was sweating or it was anything like that. No, but no, no. It, it was like I've had roles where like my voice is, is tanked by the end of it. Mm. But it was one where it it just was a lot of a lot of like actual technical work between like the director and me to kind of get every line dialed in so that they would really land in game and keep what they wanted for the character to, to still be there. Man. Great but man. I love that. And I love that character. Yeah. He's, he's so fun. Do you know he's another so one I, lo- I love of yours? Uh, Fallout 4, Virgil. Do you remember him? Yeah. You know, it's really funny. Virgil was like, that was one of the first jobs I did when I got to LA when I moved here like eight years ago and I had done the order, but I hadn't really done much other video game stuff. And I still didn't really know the world that well. And so I went in and was doing it. And the, the funny thing with that one is I went in and, and I, we were looking through it and they said, okay, so his, it's this scientist, it's this brilliant scientist. Uh, but when we meet him, he's turned into this like giant green, like <laughs> yeah. mutant, but he's like this, it's, it, it's like, imagine, every giant meathead but to like the nth degree but he still is like the scientist underneath he has a little bit more of a temper now and what are you like, thinking okay. when you hear this description i immediately was like wait is this a marvel thing and they went <laughs> no it is not don't say any of those words it's not i was like okay it's not they're like it really isn't it's something else they're like it's actually another existing franchise it's a really big franchise but it's not that oh so that didn't like, even tell you it's fallout I think eventually, yeah, they, eventually, they but not slip. at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, it was that might have been that actually might have been when they said, "Okay, this is what it is. It's, okay. it's Fallout." Yeah. Um, which to me at that time I was still like, "You didn't know that means something." And yeah, I'm gonna but pretend you didn't. I know that means something, <laughs> but I need to go look that up the second I get a break on my phone. Um, yeah. But it was it was that one was so much fun to do because that was one where they said like we don't want to use any processing we want it to just be voice so we want the two voices of a you know the 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 mutant and then b after the serum works the, and yeah. goes back to being a human they're like we don't want to do processing on it we want you to just do that and I went cool all right that sounds like fun um, so that one was really fun to do and it's it actually kind of shocked me because I I have played Fallout. I, this is probably a conversation for a therapist. I can't find myself. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I've never been able to find me in the oh, game. Oh, really? Oh, no. no. Like I said, I'm not great at games. Like friends of mine have been like, wait, are you Virgil? I'm like, yeah, where am I? They're like, I can't explain that to you. It's an open world game. It's huge. You have to find yourself. I'm like, now you sound like Yoda. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So like, that's that a, was that's definitely a YouTube one. one. Yeah. That was a YouTube one. I had to go to YouTube and go like, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. But the funny thing about that was like that's not it's not a big role. It's like a, a, a yeah, a it's just thing a side character. Yeah, game. but that's been one of the ones that people have have brought up the most. Like really, yeah, people just seem to really like Virgil. I've had a, I've had a, a handful of times where people sort of like, well, what's what's the stuff? You know, what have you done? I'm like, well, this or this or this. I did something in Fallout. Like, was you in Fallout? I had this scientist mutant called Virgil. They're like Virgil. I'm like, how that. First of all, how can everybody else find me and I can't find me? But secondly, like, yeah, okay. But that seems to be one that, that kind of people really enjoyed, which is cool because it was a yeah. blast to do and was one of those weird experiences where you're like, oh, that wasn't a huge 
role or a character in the game, but it clearly was one that people went, oh, I like that guy, he's fun. Fallout's one of those games where every character just, people remember every character because it's yeah. you're just immersed in that world and you sort of, and it's such a popular series, Fallout. Um, and they're always great games. I wish they'd do another one, but, yeah, they're working I'm on sure they uh, will. Starfield. Like, it's usually- and- yeah, that's usually pretty far between though. Those, the, 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 yeah, the, I know. That <laughs> Hopefully, size. I'm alive when five comes. Yeah, <laughs> um, the George R. R. Martin of video games. Yeah, I know. I know, right? Hey, what about uh, people find this funny? You were killed by Conor McGregor in Infinite Warfare. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, yeah. I was. I was skull stomped by him. <laughs> this goes um, back to you being killed. I mean, yeah, at I least you get killed by someone. Yeah. I don't know. How. Yeah, you weren't actually well, the, there with him, were you? But still. no, we 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 were we were we were we were like annoyed that me and the other two actors who were doing that that opening scene for it, um, we were doing it, and then they said, "Okay, well, we'll uh, th- this is what this is the end of the bit that you're recording because it was it was like the opening of the game where it's three you know three soldiers who parachute out and land and they're supposed to do a thing and then it goes sideways and they get caught. And, and Kid Harrington's by, the main Kid Harrington, who's yeah. the the main bad guy, and then. And then yeah, uh, Conor McGregor, who's like his, who I, th- I don't, I think is just in that scene. I don't think he might be in an. He has scene. like one random line, and he, it's a weird in implementation yeah. the way he's in that game. It's bizarre. But 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 like the funny thing about it was that they said, you know, well, Kit Harrington's a main bad guy. So they, they were like, we we were in in London a couple of weeks ago, and we scanned Kit, and we did you know most of the stuff for that. And I was like, okay, they said, well, let's show you. We're going to show you the 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 seat the 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 end of this sequence, so you can see when you guys get caught and killed, so we know kind of know where we're ending. We're like, all right. And so the three of us are just standing there watching it, and we watch the thing, and, and it's it's a wireframe of people with, like, a, a, a 2D picture of Kit Harrington's face, like, on the computer, like, stuck on, so you can see him. But everyone else is wireframe. The other sort of bad guys are wireframe. And we're watching it, and it finishes, and we're like, okay. And then one of the three of us, I remember who, was like, who's that guy? Because he moves really uniquely, and and that was the thing. And I'm I'm looking at it, and I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, kind of moves like Conor McGregor. And then the 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 director and and the the, the writer was that and, Brian Bloom. Uh, Brian was like the writer on it and was in it, and the the director was uh, Taylor. Um, Taylor, yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting yeah. his last name, but I know who. Uh, uh, yeah. Kurosaki, I think. Yeah, Something yeah, like that. that sounds right. Um, yeah. And, and they sort of look at each other and smile and they're like, hey, it's Conor McGregor. And I was like, I thought, and we're like, son of a bitch. We're like, why is he not here? They're like, oh, we got him last week. And Brian is like, yeah, I, I wanted to meet him. So I just played the, I played you who got stomped by him. I'm like, God damn it. Come on. Because <laughs> um, I guess, I guess, I don't know whether, I don't know whether he still is, but I think what they were like, no, they said like, no, he, he turns out he, he likes, he loves Call of Duty and he plays it. So we kind of reached out and he went, yeah, absolutely. When I can't come to do it especially but if i'm in town for something and it works i'd love to do it so um so i was bummed i'm like oh that would have been really cool to actually be able to do that with him but and unfortunately he had already um curb stomped brian bloom a couple of weeks previously yeah uh, and i just had to do all the leading up to that but yeah i, I get uh, i get murderized by conor mcgregor but you so. also played talk yeah in black ops 4 and your wife yeah. played a character in black ops 3 who was, she was Rebecca? She was no. Rachel Kane. Rachel Kane. She was Rachel, Rachel Kane. Kane. So she was like, she's like the main female, like CIA officer. Who yeah, she was fantastic, like, by the way, in that. 
yeah she was great and that was that was a that was a really that was a really cool one because i think that was i think that was the first time that there was a, a female like main yeah it really was yeah main protagonist in the in the series so that was really cool and that was that was a funny one because that's her face in it they'd scanned her and everything for that the the only thing they did was they changed her eye color from from green to like brown really? and it's so it's this weird thing if you're looking at it, you're like it's you but also it just looks just slightly kind of wrong i mean <laughs> to those of us who know her everyone else is like no that looks fine it looks like what it does but i guess I guess my uh, her mom, my mother in law, was looked at saw it and immediately went, "Why did they change her eye color?" And she was like, "I don't. Know. They just they did." She's like, "But that eye color isn't as nice as yours." She's like, "I don't know. It wasn't my call. I I didn't I didn't wear <laughs> brown contacts that day. It was just what it was." But we'll have uh, to get her on the show if you put it in a good word for me. Yeah, no, I'm sure she'd be she'd be happy to do it. Um, but yeah, no talk. But yeah, um, talk. How was that experience with him? Because that was a. He was one of the favorite operators, I remember, for that game. Yeah, talk was look. Honestly, anytime you get to do Scottish, it's fun. Oh, I can Scottish imagine. is it's just an awesome way to talk. Yeah. If if it wouldn't make me an asshole, I would just use a Scottish accent most <laughs> of the time. Even though I, I like it. just it's there are a few things that sound better than either a compliment or an insult in a Scottish accent. <laughs> uh, and that was the kind of the fun thing with that one is that you you kind of got to do both. And especially like, you know, th that was the first game that they did where there wasn't uh, like a narrative to it. It was kind of just the yeah. the group play. But they had these little vignettes for the characters just to kind of establish background. And it was, you know, when they when they said, okay, well, here's Torx one. And I looked at it, I just went, yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah. It was, that one was a lot of fun. And it was... Uh, it was a lot of fun to do and it's it's always interesting because any of those any of the shooter games any call of duty or any kind of variation thereof so much of it are the call outs the you know enemy left enemy right taking fire grenade out frag out blah 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 incoming uh, you're sort of going through those and it's there's a lot of that kind of stuff and there's always a, a, a ton of it that you have to do to get all the variations and things like that but it's nice when both the writing of the game and then the game director are like, right, but let's see where we can put some of the personality of the character into even the most, you know, standard generic sort of call outs. So that was one, especially where they were like, he can have a little bit of personality in even the most mundane things. Yeah, that's so cool. That's not, yeah. We're not going to like force it into every single one, but anywhere where we can do that, let's make sure we get that in. And so it made doing that a lot of fun. Whereas, you know, sometimes you're like, okay, I get to do the fun parts of the lines and then you do all the call outs, which is, look, it's the bread and butter and you need to do them for all of them. And one of the things that, you know, one of the nice perks is that both my wife and I, like we're actually good at those. We can just sort of reel through and call them, you know, and, and nail, give them like AB or ABC takes on those and just kind of go through them and get into a rhythm. Which Has she done Call of Duty operators as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, okay. She's done a bunch of that stuff. Okay. Um, and that's like that's a a skill. That's a skill set that, fortunately, is is in demand for games. And so it's like great. I know that I can come in and do that. And casting people and directors know like, oh, okay. Well, if we've got to you know get a character, we know that Matthew can come in and I can reel out all of the callouts because and he can do it in a way that, you know, it cuts through and his voice can do it. He knows how to do it in a way that his voice doesn't break down an hour into the session and things like that. So 
it's it's a really nice skill to have in your back pocket but it's extra nice when they find a way to make it more personal and more specific rather than just you know a string of of warnings in combat yeah amazing man i, I could sit here and talk to you about your credits all day but i know you, you probably have to get some sleep soon i'll give you a couple more uh hogwarts sure. questions yeah, yeah. i want to know if you if matthew was a professor what would you teach at hogwarts do you think <sighs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It's it's sort of like like everybody always. I, I, my guess is that most people are like, they're either going to say like herbology because they're like I like plants and like defense against the dark arts because yeah, that one just that's sounds cool. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, they don't do that. You can't teach voice acting. Uh, in Hogwarts. You can't teach voice acting. <laughs> I'm sure they had mathematics. I don't ever remember seeing any of them in maths classes or you know like english classes or or you know linguistics yeah, how do they classes. learn to read and write and <laughs> I don't, there's no there's no english there's no geography there's no hit like yeah. there's no history like that you that would have been really fun to actually have like what well i'm like well your herbology your potions your defense against the dark arts your magical beasts what are you latin <laughs> what i teach latin yeah i know right okay what about you uh, I teach economics. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. I probably, We're going to have to go with potions. Teacher. Potions? Yeah, like sharp? I mean, potions, Come on. potions make sense. But chemistry wasn't the science I was good at. I was good at physics. I don't know which one that would fall into. Mm. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of, like, what that might what that might categorize into apart from just mine being was like, uh, media or it so i'm i don't think i'll make it in hogwarts unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> uh, no um and what uh i i'd be remiss if i don't ask this one what house would you pick are you gryffindor slytherin what are see you? so i actually got a bone to pick with that because Ooh. my house in at school my my the house that i was in um had the same colors and tie that they used for Gryffindor. Same here. Same yeah? here. Yeah, same as me. Yeah, same So I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, well, I've got that tie. Yeah. It's polyester. It's in the, it's somewhere back there. I'm like, all right. So like, that's, that's <laughs> the one where the, the colors actually sort of match. But um, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think I would be. I think it would, I think it would be either, it's got to be either, uh, are you Ravenclaw? Are you? I was going to say it's it's either going to be Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff, but it's probably going to be really? Ravenclaw. Yeah, I don't I, I I don't think I spend enough time. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm I'm sneaky enough to be in Slytherin. No, I think I'd I'd probably get eaten alive. <laughs> so yeah. I think it I think it would probably be Ravenclaw. Oh. I'm also not like generically sort of cheerful and friendly enough. But generally, you know, when I when I get into a room with with People I don't know, I just kind of like. I'm not gonna start any conversations. I feel uncomfortable, so I. I Are you more introverted? Would you say? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even even acting for so many years hasn't made you more extroverted at all. You feel like? I'm better at. uh, I I always say I'm better at faking it. It's not faking it. I'm I'm better at at overcoming it at times, but. Uh, you know, whenever it's, you know, appropriate, but also, 
you know, I can I can show up to something and, and be sociable and, and all, all that kind of stuff. But when it's done or towards the end, I need to leave. I need to go home and I need there not to be anyone talking to me for a while. You know, they're extroverts are sort of like energized by that kind of thing. And, and introverts You're are like, kind of I can, I'm right it. to go by myself now, watch a show, chill out. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, I like the drive home because it's a quiet car with nothing, you know, n n me not having to, to sort of sustain any conversation. So, yeah, it's 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 a it's a, I've got to the place where I'm I'm fine with it and I can go and, and I can be social and do all those things and enjoy it. It's just I, I can do it for a certain amount of time and then I need to have a little space to decompress and to not be spoken to or have to speak back. Is there is there anything you wanted to to say to the Hogwarts Legacy fans or fans of even Fallout 4 or any of your previous work? Is there anything you wanted to say to them today? I mean, really two things. It's one, first of all, thank you. Like people loving games and, and wanting to play games and wanting to spend, you know, what can be 30, 40, 50, 60 hours immersed in any of these worlds is, is amazing and it, it allows... Uh, my wife and I to do something that we love doing and is is a lot of fun. So, you know, I'm massively appreciative for anybody who's like, I'm going to, uh, that game looks great. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to put, you know, the time into it to actually explore this world that, that everyone who worked on it created. So that's, it's really cool that people are, are that interested in, in exploring basically things that, you know, came out of the imagination of the developers and things like that. Um, so that's that's always a, an amazing thing for me and it's it's been amazing in, in anything whether it was doing theater or doing you know somebody's decides that they're going to go and sit in a dark theater for two hours and and watch people play around on stage to 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 get what they can out of it is is just amazing and so it's really really uh satisfying to have people go oh no no i, I like that game i like this game the other funny thing is it's even satisfying people are like i played that game it wasn't great, but, you know, and here's why. I'm like, okay, but that's good to know. Sometimes that's useful criticism. Sometimes it's not, and that's fine. But, like, you know, people actually caring enough to, to, to buy them, to play them, and to, to say, like, I wanted this to be good, or I wanted this to be something else, and it wasn't. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but you cared. The problem is I couldn't really find a bad, bad game on your list. Okay, I found one. <laughs> One out of fifty. I'll go on. Which one is it? Crackdown. I wasn't a big fan of that. I got, I got to be honest. I don't actually remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you I go. Got, Crackdown three. I wasn't a big fan of that. But everything else here, man, you've got a pretty damn good resume. I, I yeah, mean, I don't you're looking that. pretty good. Um, yeah, I've been really, I've been really, really lucky. I've been really fortunate since I, I started working in games that I've, I've got the chance to work with really good people and on really good stuff. Uh, and it's it's been one of the things that's been really revelatory to me is to kind of go, oh, where gaming is now compared to even 15, 20 years ago, like the complexity and the depth, um, you know, I think thanks to The Last of Us, it's finally the people who are always, who are still like, ah, games or video games are starting to go, wait, this is a game? It's like, yeah, and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not like they took a vague kernel of an idea and turned it into something deep. Like, the game was that deep. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it's, 
it's really, really amazing to get to actually see these things and see them come together and play in the world and get to have some small bit of contribution into like how they are. But developers spend hundreds of thousands of hours building these things. We kind of get to come in at the end and be like, I'm going to do this. And then people go, yeah, but you did that. I'm like, yeah, they spent four straight years building this thing 80 hours a week. Yeah. Um, we can't we can't forget about the devs. They're the, no, they're, they're they're amazing, and getting to to sort of play in the worlds that they create is just magic. And what they did with especially Hogwarts Legacy, what they did with that Hogwarts Castle and exploring that, man, the detail yeah. in that thing is just incredible. All the stuff I've seen is is gorgeous, and and mm. you know, people have over the last twenty whatever it is twenty twenty five years, you know, so many people have developed such a deep affection and comfort with that universe it's something that kind of you know the people who are who are really attached to it find it very very warm and comforting mm. just the, the feel of it the the look of it the sound of it the, the everything about, about that and i know that one of the things that they wanted to make sure they did was to make sure that the people who really really find that you know to be something that is is moving to them that they were able to finally get a game where they get to sort of feel that they're in that and they get to spend as much time as they want sort of enveloped in that environment. And I think they've been, from everything I've seen, they've done a really good job of, of making it feel about as close to actually sort of yeah being in Hogwarts Castle as you could get. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people, you know, we grew up with those movies and I think, if you had something like this as a kid, you'd be astounded. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Can you imagine being a kid and having a game like this? I, it's it's crazy. So, but no, thank you, man, for for giving up some time today, and thank you for all your great work over the years. Oh, thank you, man. It was a pleasure to pleasure to chat with you, and it's that weird thing of is it's it's always fun to talk about uh, to talk about this stuff because, like I said, I've been really lucky, and the stuff that I've got to work on has for the most part, been really cool and the people have been amazing, which means that it's it's always a pleasure to talk about because it, it gets me, it gives me a chance to go like, oh yeah, that, oh yeah, but there was this thing that happened on this one that was a blast that I, I don't think about a lot because I'm tired a lot of the time. <laughs> I have three small children. I'm just tired a lot of the time. Well, we will let you get to bed, mate. Um, Before I let you go, can is there anything uh, Professor Sharp could say to Dan as we wrap this one up? Dan. If I'm being naughty in class, let's say. Yes. <clears throat> um, yes. Let's see. <clears throat> Daniel, I've told you before, there should be nothing on your table except your schoolwork. Is that a doll? What is that thing? What is that rectangular it's me. silver? It's me. <laughs> brick. Whatever they are, remove them at once. Keep them in your keep them in your drawer, or better yet, get rid of them. Yes, Professor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. No, it really has been a pleasure, mate. And I'm I'm sure we'll do this again because I know you're you're very busy and you're working on some big stuff. So congratulations and uh, continued success, mate. mate. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. No, I've had a great time. Thank so, you, yeah, mate. Have a great day and I'll um I'll speak to you soon, brother. Sounds great.